Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 12 of Small Room. I am here with Danny Rodriguez. Danny Rodriguez, tell the audience what you're famous for. Uh, what's up, guys? Um, I mean, the thing that I'm, I think I'm famous for, at least people know me for, um, I have a YouTube channel. Um, it's called It's Danny. I have about over 12,000 subscribers. Um, so, yeah, that's like my the main reason people know me. Um, is, is there anything else you want to mention, like, per se, that Gatorade bottle behind you? Um, anything specific? I guess I could go, like, I'm an athletic training student at UM. I like to stay hydrated. Um, so, yeah, that's why I have the Gatorade bottle. All right. Yo, so what's it like being an athletic trainer? Um, I mean, at a college level, it's, especially as a student, it is a lot of work. It's insanely time-consuming. Uh, people think it's like really fun, like working with the football team and being with all these like D1 athletes. And even though there is like a fun aspect to it, it's also insanely time consuming and um, it really drains you at the end of the day. So. And you say like, what do you do in there? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so we pretty much do everything in terms of uh, sports medicine with, uh, with the athletes um, so literally anything from giving them water, which is what everybody like sees on TV, um, to taping them, doing different treatments. We stretch them out. We do different modalities. Um, we talk to like the doctors and kind of consult with the doctors on like what we should do with the athletes. Uh, so we kind of do everything, uh, for them, especially as students, since we're still learning, they want us to do, um, a lot. All right. And, um, so my, my question, um, it, is this a special program that you had to apply for? Or is this something that all athletic training majors in UM get to do? Um, so, um, so when you're an athletic training student at UM, it's like a very specific major. So, I mean, technically anybody can apply to be an athletic training student. Um, there's only 12 of us in our whole entire major. Um, but every athletic training student does what I do, and I do what every other athletic training student does. So we all have the same lives, we have the same class schedule, um, and we kind of work in the same atmosphere and have like a very similar uh, dynamic, I guess you'd say. What made you want to be an athletic trainer? So um, I, I wanted to major in athletic training mainly because um, when I was in high school, I played soccer, you know, goalkeeper Danny. Um, and... And at one point, I like kind of figured that like I didn't want to play college or I didn't want to become professional. I thought it was kind of like not my thing anymore. I kind of got bored of soccer, kind of got like tired of it. Um, and the closest thing I always wanted, I was always into like sports medicine and like injuries and stuff like that. And I felt that like in high school, um, we learned a lot of science, right? And a lot of, a lot about like cells and all that, but we never really learned how to apply it, which is kind of annoying. Like looking back at, we just learned about like cell biology, plant biology, all that stuff. Um, but we never learned about like anatomy or like different injuries. So when I got into college, I'm like, okay, I want to do something where it's like I can mix science and sports and athletic training was the closest major um, available. So that's why I decided to major in athletic training. All right. Um, have you ever experienced any injuries on the field? Not you, but um, yeah. like players. Yeah. So I would say the weirdest thing I've seen um, – it was in a game, it was UM versus, I think it was Georgia Tech or something, UM versus Georgia Tech maybe, like this last season. And I was literally on the sideline. 
Um, and the thing is that when you're an athletic training student, you're working below everybody. So you have about, you have about like, so you have the three athletic trainers that are ahead of you. And then you have the head athletic trainer, who's like a big deal. So before the season starts, they sit you down and they're like, oh, if an injury happens on the field, do not run on the field because there's just so much liability. You know, you're just a student, like everybody's watching. Um, so this football player, he, I'm not going to say his name, but he's like a pretty big deal on the UM team. He's like a starter and everything. Um, he catches a ball and then he gets like tackled. He literally stays on the ground for like a solid minute. Um, and I was on the side of the field because it's like you have the sideline, right? So it's like on one side, you have the benches. On one side, um, you have like support staff. And I was on this side. Um, so the player's right in front of me, like everybody's like watching him. Like, I'm pretty sure everybody in the stadium is just like staring at him and I'm literally right next to him. I'm like staring at him. I'm like, okay, like I, I want to go run, but I know I can't cause I'm like, I'm not allowed to technically. Um, but that was like, I, I would say that's kind of like the, the biggest injury that I saw like happen right in front of me, right in front of my eyes. Uh, did he live? Oh no, he lived. Yeah. This guy, did, I, I think he still played. Yeah. He, he still played like throughout the season. Yeah. I think it was like a minor injury or something. All right, all right. And um, other than soccer, uh, what other sport did you play in high school? So in, in, towards my end of high school, like the last two years, I wanted to do uh, cross country. So um, I joined cross country junior year. And it's pretty funny looking back at it. Um, I mean, we all know Mr. Nelson. So uh, he told me that I had like the worst running form he's ever seen. Um, but, like, I actually ended up, like, progressing pretty well. So, like, I went from running terrible to being, like, a really good runner. Um, and it's, like, funny because now I'm actually running, like, way better than I did in high school. So I kind of, like, build that foundation in high school and I keep it going um, kind of, you know, every time I run. So, uh, Do you still compete in cross country? Uh, so I do triathlons now um, just because uh, I just want to do triathlons because I feel it's, like, it's kind of kind of easier to balance with like a fitness lifestyle. The thing is like when you just do running, like all you're doing is running. And I didn't want to keep doing that because eventually I was going to get bored of it. And I was also like scared of getting injured because it's like a hard impact. But when you do triathlon, um, you're mixing it with uh, biking and swimming, which is like less impact. And it's also like uh, gives you good variety whenever you're training. So it's like swimming, you're using like your whole upper body. Um, with biking, you're using many of your legs. Running, it's kind of like your whole body too. So it's kind of like a good mix of everything. So, like, have you traveled, like, with UM and, like, across the country with the games or? So with the football team? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I traveled with the team. I worked, uh, so we kind of get to choose in a way what games you want to work. And see, that's the thing. Initially, everybody's like, oh, it's so cool. You get to travel with the team. But in reality, like, nobody wants to travel with the team because you're with them so much. Um, but I worked the FSU game and I worked the bowl game in Shreveport that like we lost, but I, those were like my two away games. I see. I see. And like when you're traveling with the team, how do you keep yourself like entertained when you're, when you're, when you're going across the country? Um, I mean, well, football's a little bit different. Like with football, they don't, they don't really go all over the country at once. They kind of like, just travel for the weekends, I guess. So it's like the, we left on like, if the game was Saturday, for example, we would leave Friday morning. Um, we would charter a plane, land in that city. We would like chill at the hotel, whatever. Um, and then we would play the game on Saturday. And then after the game, we'd go straight to like the private airport and charter back to Miami. Um, so to entertain myself, I guess, I mean, 
I only went, like I said, I only went to two travel games. The first travel game was during like the semester. Um, and I literally just studied. And then um, the second travel game was a bowl game. And the good thing is that it was after, it was after class, like after finals, right? Cause it was during bowl season. And we just like, like went around the city of Freeport. There wasn't much to do, but we still like explored a little bit. We were like hanging out with our friends and all that. So we just got to like enjoy the time. That sounds, that sounds pretty cool. Now let's get to the part I think like a lot of people have been waiting for. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm about to, I'm about to share uh, my screen with you guys. Uh, for those listening to the podcast, here we right. have pulled up e -da Danny's YouTube channel. It's called It's Danny. <laughs> First things yeah. first, why the name It's Danny? Um, so my thing with the name It's Danny is because when I first started my YouTube channel, um, I like introduced myself, or at least I thought I would introduce myself by like, It's Danny, what's up? Like, what's up guys, It's Danny. Um, and then people would also be like, oh my God, like you're It's Danny. Like, so I just like the, I kind of like the flow of it. Like it is Danny, you know, cause uh, at the end of the day, it, that's, it is my channel, it is Danny, you know. <laughs> All right, all right. And um, as you can see here, um, you've grown tremendously over the course of three, three and a half years from when you started yeah. uh, to now. Um, but what would you say is the process to to having a like a successful YouTube channel? Because um, you went from like where you started out, which was a few dozen subscribers, to now where it's like twelve point five k, which yeah. props to you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, no, but, um, so, I mean, the biggest thing is like consistency. Um, and I know people like they say it a lot and it's like, actually it's like people are always like, Oh, you have to be consistent with it. And I know it sounds like really cliche, but you actually have to be consistent with it. Um, like I know people like even at UM that they'll like be like, Oh, Danny, like I want to do what you're doing where you're like showing your life as a college student. Um, and I'm like, yeah, that's great. Like I always encourage it. Like I always love when like other people at UM also want to do YouTube. Um, but then they like stop after like five videos and they're like, Oh, it's just like so time consuming and I don't have time to do it. Like I'm not getting views. Like it's not worth it. Well, the thing is you have, if you have that mentality, it's never going to work for you. Um, and then the second thing is that like, you really have to enjoy it and have fun with it. Um, because if not, you're just going to get disappointed when you don't get views. So in the beginning, like I would, I mean, I would say for a solid year, I was, I was gaining maybe like 20 views or something per video. Um, but I still loved it. Like I love making videos. Like I thought it was super fun. I mean, I, I never like the, like the, the numbers discouraged me. And even now, for example, like sometimes like on average, I guess like a video usually gets around like 800 to like 1200 views around there, but some videos they don't do as well. Um, and even now, like it's kind of easier to like not get discouraged because I put out so much content and I already have kind of like a fan base going on. Um, but you just can't get discouraged by the numbers. And then, like, I would say the last thing is kind of to, like, focus on something that, like, I know this is another cliche one, but, like, niche up, you know, focus on something that nobody else is doing. Um, and, like, the, the main thing my channel at least did at the time, um, like, kind of like my, what do you call it, like my, my foundation was uh, kind of like my life specifically as a UM student because when I was a senior in high school, nobody else was making videos about UM. And then when I got to UM, I wanted to keep my YouTube going. I'm like, okay, what can I do? And then I'm like, okay, this is my life as a UM student. Let me show people what life at UM is like. And I've kind of like built on that foundation. Um, so it's like, you know, doing something that, that nobody else has done. Um, and even like, like it's weird because like people are going to be like, oh, nobody's going to watch that. And even you in your head, you might be like, oh, 
like who in the world would watch this video but like you know a good example of this i made a video right and it's one of my most viewed videos it's literally giving a tour of my of my college bathroom while i was making this video everybody was looking at me danny you're crazy like you're an idiot like nobody's gonna watch this and that's one of my most viewed videos i think it has almost fifty thousand views or thirty thousand views but it has a lot of views so just like literally do like the videos that, that you want to do um that are like very specific to like your niche i see what so, you yeah so what was the original focus of your channel then before before you started going to um and making videos about your your, your um mm -hmm. life i mean honestly like i was kind of playing with it like I, I put like a couple of travel videos because in that period like i was traveling a lot and like in my head and i think all of us um at some point are like oh like i want to be a travel influencer i want to travel the world and all that and like I was just traveling so much because like at the time, you know, being a senior in high school, I had more free time. Um, and like, I don't know, like my parents just decided to like travel a lot that year. So I like tagged along. But then like when I finished that travel period and I started college, I'm like, okay, being realistic, I have college ahead of me. Um, I'm not going to be a world traveler. You know, this was just like a, a short lived thing. So. I see. I see. Um, now you say that, um, like your your the whole point of your youtube um is to document your college life like how has your college life been treating you and how have you like what have you documented about it i mean i kind of document everything about it like on my youtube the only thing that i don't really like vlog that much about or don't show that much is kind of like my my own like uh social life i guess like my sometimes like when i go to parties and stuff like that like i don't like to put it on my channel um, and a lot of people are like, oh, you should, you should. But the main reasons that I don't do that is because when you're vlogging a lot, right, you're vlogging so much, you're putting so much of your own life out there, you kind of like lose like touch with yourself. I know it sounds really deep, um, but you're filming so much of yourself that you forget like who you really are. Um, so when I go out and party and just have a good time with my friends, I don't want to show that. I want to like live in the moment. Um, and another reason I don't like to vlog parties and stuff like that is just because uh, we all know there's a bunch of like underage drinking and stuff going on in college. And, you know, I don't want to be vlogging with a bunch of like minors, whatever. And then like me get in trouble or something. And like at the end of the day, like I want to use my channel as a way to focus mainly on like the educational side of things, um, like the educational, like lifestyle, you know, side of things. Um, but I've documented a lot of things of that, like, you know, besides the party part that like, still mean a lot just like certain days on campus when like there's things going on um or even like i vlogged my like first half marathon um i vlogged like as an athletic training student so there's still a lot of things that like i look at my channel that were like accomplishments in my life that i have like on video you get me i get you i get you and i couldn't myself also imagining vlogging like the kind of party the kind of parties you're talking about where like there's yeah. like a lot of people at the same time and like, cause imagine you're just carrying like an $800 camera with your selfie stick. Yeah, like, yeah, no, that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, like at first, like, cause I turned 21. Um, I turned, cause I'm also very big on like the whole, like, you know, you gotta respect the age and all like, sure. Like did I drink when I was not 21? Yeah. But I didn't want to put it out there, but now I turned 21. Um, like as soon as the semester started and, um, I literally went to like three parties and in the back of my head, I was like, Oh, should I like vlog this? And I asked like one of my really good UM friends and he's like, Yo, Danny, I know your channel. I know what you're trying to do. Like, just don't vlog the party, dude. Like, just have a good time. Like, let's get drunk, like all this shit. But don't, but don't vlog it. Don't vlog it because it's going to put you in a bad place. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? You're right. Let me just enjoy the moment. 
So, yeah. Um, so, do, so you're a senior right now and you, um, right? I'm going to, yeah, correct. I'm going to be a senior. Yeah. All right. Um, do you think you're ever going to get to experience the UM life the same way that you experienced it for the past three years before COVID ever again? Or do you think anyone else in the future will experience it the same way? I mean, honestly, that's something that haunts me every day. <laughs> um, it haunts me and my friends every day. We talk about it. We're like, oh, you know, like, how do you think UM's going to be? Like, you know, we know parties won't be a thing. Um, so we're done with that. Um, we don't know how the social atmosphere is going to be even on campus because um, something personal that like I like about UM is that like even on campus, there's kind of like a big like social scene of just like hanging out with friends, you know, like, oh, let's grab lunch before class. Um, there's also like a bar on campus. So we'll be like, oh, like, let's grab a beer before class. Um, and we don't know like what's going to happen with that. So a lot of hanging out is going to be like just small groups. And um, even like when you go to UM, you got to keep in mind, you're also living in Miami. And um, a lot of like my friends aren't from Miami. So for them, like for them, this is paradise. They like, they like to go clubbing, they like to go to the bars and all that stuff. And I know that that won't be happening. Um, so what we're hoping for um, is that in the spring, it does go back to like the normal UM life. That's what we're hoping for. Um, and for the fall, we're just going to try to make the, the most out of it, you know, academically and socially. Um, because it is going to be really different. So, for UM too, because I know for FIU most of the classes are online. Is that the same situation yeah. at UM? Uh, not really. No, actually, they're trying to make it. They're trying to like have a a good approach to like back to campus. Um, at the same time, though, they do have like a hybrid option, and they're also letting you. They're letting you like if you don't want to go back to campus, you could do full online. It is that's another option. But honestly, I haven't met anybody that wants to do it. Um, a lot of us like really want to go back to, to UM. I mean, I don't think that, I don't think that's going to happen. Like I know UM is a private university and yeah. they have more leeway in terms of what they want to do. However, however, like when it comes to all these schools, the public schools, the private schools, public universities and the private universities all have to get on the same page. And what I've seen based on what's happening in the news um, where now the option is for public schools, either all online or all in person, you have to pick between those two extremes. I think most schools are going to opt for the other extreme, which is all online. Well, it, it's funny because um, we actually got an email today um, through UM, right? Saying that like they're still committed to doing on campus. And I think the only reason specifically with UM, like why they're, I think why it's going to succeed, like, or not succeed, but why they have to do on campus at this point is because like a month ago, they sent an email being like, we're going to do on campus. And most of UM students are not from Miami. They're out of state. And it, it applies to UM because you have all these kids renewing leases, um, renewing rents, figuring out a living situation. So at this point, like if UM says it's all online, like it's gonna be, it's gonna be much worse than better, even with the current situation and like the, like the, you know, COVID going on. Just because so much money has already been wasted, um, so much money has been wasted, and also UM, they like literally just, I think it was like this past Monday, they already charged everybody like their tuition. Um, so it's like once they charge that tuition to say we're gonna go online it's going to, it's going to mess up everything like for the school and for the students, it's going to hurt everybody both ways. Cause it's all like, people are wasting a lot of money to go to the school. So. 
somebody made the joke about Harvard and they said, oh, now Harvard's going to become the most expensive streaming service ever because for the fall and the spring, most of it is going to be online now. Exactly. No, like the schools are, they're like not changing tuition, even though everything's online, which is kind of, you know, it's kind of weird, but. I mean, I understand, I kind of understand the sentiment why, because they still have to pay for like all the, all the facilities in the university and they have to pay for all the professors and stuff. So like, it makes sense why they wouldn't change tuition. Now I've always made the comparison uh, in my recent video about uh, California reopening their schools that I published today. Check it out if you have it. (laughs) Um, Basically, I say I make the comparison that schools are like prison <laughs> because everyone is all compact in this one in this one place, which makes it more susceptible to spreading COVID. And like based on the situation where Miami, the University of Miami is in Core Gable slash Miami and Miami is the epicenter of COVID. So based yeah. on those those given facts, like UM could 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 still don't get me wrong. Based on what you're telling me, it's very much possible that they just say all right, you know, we're still going to do it in person because like you say, most of the people are out of city. But based on what I'm seeing right now, I predict that everyone is going to be all online. You want to bet on it? You want to bet? <laughs> I'll actually make like a $10 bet right now. Do you shit? $10 bet. <laughs> I don't know. No, I can't waste 10 bucks. Money's money. But, uh, no, but, but being legit, like, I don't, I, you know, we, like I said, from the beginning, even even in March, when this whole thing happened, we were talking about it, like, oh, what do you think what's going to happen in the fall? Um, and with this email we got sent today, we're like, yeah, I guess we're going back. And I mean, the, I, guess, I guess the advantage that UM has over like other schools is that we don't have that many students. Um, it's only like, I think it's like 8,000 undergrads or something. And honestly, like on campus, when you're on campus, um, it's all like, it's very outdoorsy is a thing. Like, I don't think I, I've ever had a class like inside like an actual building, like in high school, like, you know how Gables has like hallways. Um, I don't think UM has, at least from what I've known, like they don't have anything like that unless you're going to like the library or like, you know, another large public space. But most of those places are also like really big and um, they're like going to modify them like around and stuff like that. And um, Julio Frank like made a pretty good point, I guess. Like he's a doctor and all that and he said that like like um we're like since we're young we're not at risk um which is like true in a way um obviously though there are people that are going to be affected unfortunately um but that's also why they're doing the online option for those people that like know that they have like you know um an immunocompromised disease or something like that so that they could also receive the education online um and i also do think if you choose to do online i do think that your tuition is lower if you if you decide to do it online so uh, that's good. That's good. And I also predict something else. And this is going to sound crazy. I've also thought about this a lot. Mm-hmm. And th- there are two schools of thought. One, oh, we're never going to go back to normal ever again. Nothing's going to be the same. And two, all right, once we find this cure, it's party time. And the reason, yeah. the reason why I think the second option is way more true now than the first is because I'm looking how everyone is reacting at this now once they start reopening stuff. And this isn't even over, keep in mind. Yeah. Like pe- people are starting to go to the beaches, starting to party and stuff. And like, don't, don't get me wrong, like, like, as long as you're like keeping social distance and you're outdoors and stuff, it's all good and you're wearing your mask. But it's just like, it's kind of like, the urgency of the situation isn't being felt as much as it should right now. And it's nowhere near or- over. So imagine the moment they find that vaccine, right? Some no, people- No, it's gonna be crazy. <laughs> some, 
some people might wear masks, but most people are gonna be like, "All right, let me go get yeah. that. Let me go get that vaccine." And no, for sure. And that's no, it. I mean, no, I definitely think it's gonna, especially in a city like Miami, where like, you know, some people already started partying when restrictions got lifted. So imagine when they say, "Yeah, like go ahead, like it's a full go." Um, I definitely think it's gonna be, it's gonna be wild for a couple of months. Um, and then it'll like kind of stabilize back to like normality in a way. Yeah. Um, who do you think is your biggest idol in terms of uh, YouTube and then just in general? Um, so with YouTube, I mean, I really, we all know, you know, Casey Neistat, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so, like, I, I would watch him, like, all throughout high school. Like, I, I miss, like, the original Casey Neistat because I guess now he really doesn't upload anymore. And even, like, when he would upload, like, even two years ago, it wasn't, like, the original Casey. Um, but I miss, like, the original Casey Neistat, like, the original, like, 2014, 2015 era. Um, and, I mean, when I started watching him, like, well, the thing is that originally I've always wanted to have a YouTube channel since I was, like, a little kid. And I'm talking, like, smosh nigga higa days, you know. Um, I just never did it because like being in high school and playing soccer, like my mind was never like, Oh, let me make a video. It was like, Oh, I have to go to soccer practice. Um, but now in college, I have so much time that like it's having a YouTube is very doable. It's very fun. Um, it's giving me a lot of benefits. So yeah, like I enjoy doing it. Like, and, and sometimes like in the beginning, especially I would kind of get frustrated at my growth, but now like, I don't even I don't even care about the numbers because everything's just going like my way that I, I don't have an excuse to be mad. Like actually. So. I like, like you're like, you're, you're chilling right now. Yeah, no, pretty much. Like I, I mean, I obviously editing is a grind and all that, but like, like it's all like, I can't speak negative of my experience, you know? How long does it take you to edit a video? Uh, it depends. Like if it's like a normal day in the life vlog, I've got those down like to two hours, maybe an hour and 30 minutes. Cause I just, I'm so used to editing those. Um, if I try to make like maybe something more advanced, like I did a video in the keys, like with Manny. Right. Um, but that took a little bit longer because it's just like, a there's so many like variables, like there's so many different clips, so many ways I can piece everything together. Um, but that takes like maybe like four hours, sometimes five around there. Right. So yeah. Uh, so you say you went to the Keys like a few weeks ago, a few months ago? Yeah, yeah, like almost almost like three weeks ago, yeah. Yeah. So where are the Keys like? I, like this is just a question for people who've never been before. I, like obviously yeah. I know, but I mean, um, it was really different because it wasn't that packed, obviously, um, with the whole COVID situation. But it was still pretty fun. They're they're definitely much more loose in terms of restrictions. Um, you still had to wear a mask and stuff like that, but they're like much more lenient, I guess. Um, but it was still really fun. It was like a pretty good time, especially since it's like the only trip that I've done and probably will do in the summer of 2020. <laughs> you know, I actually went to Colorado a few weeks ago, right? Yeah, I think I saw your story. Yeah, dude, that shit was wild. And, you know, I think I'm ready to bust out, bro. So much happened there. Oh, my God. I got to tell you about it. You're the first person outside of my family circle to, to, <laughs> to hear about this or one of the All first. Right, Let's hear, let's hear anything about Colorado. All right. So here was the plan. I was going to Colorado for work temporarily. And our plan was instead of taking an airplane, we were going to take this, uh, this car from Miami yeah. to Colorado. Now, this car that pulls up to my house, 
we had made the arrangements for the guy to pick me up and like the guy and the other guy to pick me up. He pulls up. It's a 2002, like Toyota gray busted up. Oh shit! And like oh. I didn't want to say anything. I was just like, "All right, like if he thinks it could make it, it could probably make it." Damn. And the first sign of something wrong was like when I opened the car, like the lock inside was like broken. Oh. All right, and and I know what you're thinking. What could go wrong? So I drive at like night, and I leave my house at 4 p.m. And we make it to. On to the, we passed Florida, we passed Georgia, we passed Tennessee, um, and then we were in Kentucky, and we're five minutes yeah. away from the border of Illinois, where we we're gonna make like a like a westward direction straight to Colorado. And I kid you not, when I'm in the middle, when we're in the middle of the road, the the engine goes in the middle of Kentucky. So I'm thinking, oh, oh, what is something wrong? And guess what? The accelerator broke. Ooh, his car just stopped. The, no, like the car was the the car could just the car could move, but you know how like it's at default speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the car was more or less like broken, and and we had to pull up to a gas station. Oh damn. Yeah, and and like. The car was still, like, on, but, like, it could barely, barely move. So, we were trying to, like, we were spending time trying to figure out how to, what we were going to do with the car since it was basically, like, a hunk of junk. And what ended up happening was, uh, was we went to, like, we were able to find this junkyard station we called in, and we said, hey, we have this car. How much can you sell it for? Oh, um, my God. It was, like, $200. <laughs> oh, Wow. And it was like at that point, it was worth it to sell the sell it to the junkyard for two hundred dollars because how to fix it because it would cost more to fix than what the car what the car itself was actually worth. Damn. We we and we pulled up, and like we pulled up in the like in the car. All right, all right. Along the way, we meet this like big fat like white guy, Kentuckian, thick Southern accent. He's like, "Hey, any of you need a help?" And and basically our plan was we, we unloaded all of our luggage and there were four people in the group. Two of them were guys, one of them were girls. I'm not gonna say the name out of respect and anonymity. Ugh. And <laughs> the plan was we we unloaded the stuff in the car. I stayed with like with the girl in at the gas station and the, the two guys drove off and the guy, the fat white guy, drove yeah. off behind them to make sure that the car didn't break down. And we landed there. <laughs> what a way! What a journey! And we and we and we sold and we sold the car. And and bro, craziest thing was that guy was so nice to us, but bro, he said some questionable things about black people. <laughs> oh, that's not good. <laughs> you, we we pulled up. We were pulling up to like after we had dropped off the car at the junkyard. We asked him to t to drive us to the Greyhound so we could get a bus that would take us part of the way to Colorado. And this man sees like a black, like the, the white guy sees a black man walking with this little kid. He's like, they're filthy. Damn, it's not good. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's just one part of the story. It gets equally crazy along the way. 
Um, I'm actually working on like a mini 100 page book about it. Uh, that's a little, that's a little sneak peek about what happened, a little spark note summary. Uh, I don't know why. Oh wait, actually I do. I do remember why. So we were talking about Key West and like crazy things that have happened yeah, before. Yeah. And like you, that is probably my only 2020 summer vacation, quote unquote. Not anything Something. crazy. Not crazy. Anything crazy like that ever happened to you or? Um, I mean, I have crazy stories. I don't think anything involving like a travel crazy thing. Um, I mean, do you have anything specific you want to know, like a crazy? <laughs> I don't know. Crazy party story. Let's go. <sighs> I mean, I have so many that, like, I mean, I don't know which one to say. That's like, like that I could say. Um, don't worry, bro. Take your time. I mean, I, I, mean, I have, a, I don't, I wouldn't call it crazy, but I would say it was just like really fun. Um, there was like this. This was like, so here's the thing. Like last semester, right? I mean, in the fall, fall 2019, um, I like barely, I wasn't too social just because I, um, just because I was like super busy working with the football team. And I just didn't have time to go out or do anything. But um, eventually, though, the spring came. And actually, no, I'll say, I'll say like a, a kind of a first thing. So in the fall, right, I, I only went out two times. One of them was like a nightclub and the other one was a tailgate, right? It's my first tailgate of like the, the fall and the only tailgate I go to because of football. Like when you're working with the team, you know, like you're with the football team. You're not like partying like everybody else. Um, but there's one day that I got off. And I decided to go to the tailgate because my friend's in a frat. And he's like, Danny, come with me to the tailgate. And I'm like, hell yeah, I've been dying to go. So I go with him to the tailgate, whatever. And everybody at the tailgate knew me because of YouTube. And I was so surprised. Like, I was so, so surprised just because, like, I didn't really – I mean, at that time, I think I had maybe, like, 7,000 subscribers, maybe 8,000 around there. But I didn't know, like, how big of a deal, like, I was or like how many people actually watch my videos because here's something you don't notice about YouTube you know numbers on YouTube are kind of deceiving because they'll say like um for example if you watch a YouTube video it'll say like a thousand two hundred views right which in terms of YouTube might not be that big correct like you know there's YouTubers like have millions of views but here's the thing when like 12 when 1200 people watch your video that's a lot of people at the end of the day think about 1200 people like in a movie theater watching your video that's that's kind of like how i think of it right and i get to this like tailgate and just everybody was knowing me they're oh my god like you're it's danny you're it's danny oh my god like we've met before it's like bitch we've never met <laughs> just like people like going at me and stuff um and then it was like it got weird at one point just because like girls were going to me and their boyfriends were like mad at me because they thought i was like flirting with the girl but i was like not trying to do it. i literally just there and it was like it was like my first time like realizing that like people watch my videos um, but then, like, my crazy, my real crazy story um, was in the spring, right? So it's the first weekend of a spring in college. So I guess it's kind of like welcome back week, whatever you want to call it. And it was probably the craziest weekend that I had. It was, like, Thursday, I went out to, like, a bar with my friends. It was that, that, in, that in itself was, you know, its own little story that just ended up really wild. Like, I woke up in, in like in some chick's room <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing it was like you know one of those type of nights um and then that Friday I went to like another bar and it was like another wild thing and then Saturday was like in the morning because I'm really big on getting good grades obviously you know I do think that education comes first 
Um, but Saturday morning, I woke up at like 7 a.m. And from 7 a.m. to like noon, I was at the Richter Library uh, studying um, just to like, you know, you know, get ahead with my like notes and all that. And then my friend texts me literally out of nowhere. He's like, yo, Danny, like my friend's throwing a party. Like you want to come through whatever. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll come through. And I get there and it's like the same scenario as the tailgate. Like a bunch of people, oh my God, like you're Danny, you're Danny. And I'm literally just there like trying to have a good time, like just with my friend. And people are like, oh, you're Danny. Like, what are you doing partying, whatever. And it was just like wild. And then it got crazier because like, um, you know, obviously at UM people have a lot of money. Um, so this guy that like I just met at the, at the party, he had a table at a nightclub. And he goes to me, he's like, yo, Danny, like, what's up? I love your videos, bro. Like, join me at Rockwell tonight. Like, I have a table. And I'm like, dude, we just met. Like, I feel bad. He's like, no, no, I want you to be there. Literally after the party, um, I go straight to my house, shower literally really fast. I meet this guy, like, at the at UM, like, on campus. It's, like, have a central site. And we take an Uber to Rockwell, like, super late. We get there. This guy's a table. We just have a bunch of, it's like, it's like what you see, like, in movies. Like, that's literally, like what I was watching at that point of view just like bottles like lined up on the table and just like a bunch of like girls that you don't even know because they just like girls girls like tables whatever and I'm just there like wow thanks for inviting me and like that night in itself was like another wild night so I would say that that whole like weekend was like it was definitely like one of the craziest weekends that I've had in college by far. I think I know the answer to this but you know I'm not very good at in the loop per se, of, of people's, like, lives and stuff. Yo, you, you single, ready to mingle, or taken and happy? No, so I, I did have a girlfriend, but we broke up. Um, We broke up in the beginning of, like, last year, like, before football, because I just I just didn't have time for a relationship, like, straight up. Um, And, I mean, right now, I wouldn't say I'm single, single, ready to mingle. I'm more, like, single and happy <laughs> type thing. I mean, it's it's fun, I guess. I don't know. Oh, I, I, I understand what you're saying. And wait, what's that shirt you're wearing? Size shirt? No, not size. Uh, is that for the triathlon? Oh yeah, no, this is a triathlon shirt that I got at a race. Yeah. I see. I see. I see. Nice thing. Um, if if somebody were to make a a movie about your life, who would you want the actor to be? Oh damn, I don't know. Oh, a movie about my life. I mean, I don't think my life is like that. It hasn't been that interesting like just yet I, I mean I, I would say that I started like living a cool college life whatever like this spring before COVID that's that's unfortunate but I'm out of I had an actor I mean I, would, I want somebody young obviously like I don't know like uh, what's the name of that guy bro the what's his name uh the high school musical guy Zach Zach Efron Zach Efron I think Zach like Efron that, is yeah. older than you no but he's like a young actor no like, that's that's true 30s. yeah yeah that's true. Some guy like that, I guess, or I don't know. Alright. Um, I guess this question um, is kind of like similar to the first one, but like not really like what do you want to be known for? Um, yeah, no, it's a good question. I mean, dude, honestly, like, especially during quarantine, I've had a lot of time to like think about my future and what I want to do and all that. Um, and honestly, like I thought about it like pretty pretty well and I kind of I kind of want to be like a doctor I mean I don't kind of want to be like I want to be a doctor a physician um but I also want to keep the YouTube going at the same time so I'm kind of trying to be like a kind of like a medical influencer in a way like you know Dr. Mike for example 
Have you or heard Dr. of Dr. Pimple Mike? Popper? No, not that. I mean, I mean, kind of like that. Yeah, like in a way, but just like just not her. Like more, more like lifestyle. Because oh, like Dr. Um, Mike, right? Yeah, like yeah, like Dr. Mike. Like that's that's kind of like what I want to do in a way, but I want to make it more fun. Um, like show more of like my my personal life and what I do to make myself happy. Um, and also, um, I want to go into sports medicine and the, at the end of the day, so I want to focus more on like sports medicine content and, uh, more of like the sports medicine lifestyle, um, and what's like, you know, what, what gets involved in that area too. All right. Uh, well, it's been great to have you on Danny, but as you know, all great things must end. You've been a wonderful guest for small room. Yeah. Thank you, Alex, for having me, bro. Oh, for sure. For sure. This was a great conversation. Stay safe, bro. Stay safe and stay hydrated. Yes, sir. If you really like this episode, please subscribe or whatever it is you do on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast to add me and make sure that you're available and you can see when future content is uploaded. Thank you. Bye.